0: Welcome to Under the Influence. All right, everyone, thank you for joining us again on this episode of Under the Influence. Today, we have Courtney Parchman, better known as The Average Fashion Blogger on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. She's a short form content creator and actress who makes hilarious parodies poking fun at viral trends, such as the Outfit of the Day, Vogue 72 Questions, Get Ready With Me videos, and product hauls. She currently has over 36, or oh my God. She currently has over 360,000 Instagram followers, over 500,000 TikTok followers, and has accumulated over 20 million views on her TikTok. I am not good with these numbers.
1: Um, oh, you're so fired. <laughs> <laughs> thanks
0: for joining us today, Courtney. Oh my God, how are you?
1: I'm so good. I'm really, um, psychology is so exciting to me. And so I was a psych major for a hot second and then I tapped oh. out, but it's really interesting to me.
0: Did you switch majors or did you just stop school? Right? Yes, yeah,
1: I switched majors like six times. And I can't remember what made me pull the plug on psychology. I think if I were to stay in it, oh, I think psychology switched when I wanted to be a camp, summer camp director. And I was yeah. like, I don't have to do all this science. I can <laughs> go like an easier route to get the same result. Yeah. And so I switched out of it, but it's what, fascinating.
0: what did you end up studying?
1: I ended up finishing with, I ended up studying communications, mm. um, but I ended up finishing with a university studies degree, which means I just studied at a university for four years. Not my best, not my finest.
0: I didn't even know they had those, but I mean, that's Yeah, weird. no,
1: it no one really knows, and it,
0: <laughs> I don't encourage it,
1: only because it doesn't set you up the best if you're looking for, like, a career job, not in the entertainment industry.
0: Mm-hmm. But I kind of yeah.
1: knew where I was going to be heading after college, so I was like, well, it's okay. Yeah, so you've always wanted to be an actress? Yeah, I always wanted to be an actress since I was little, but I didn't really, like, really pursue it until... I would say my junior year of college Mm -hmm. and then not even pursue it, but really be like, I'm actually going to try to do this. And then once I kind of got my head in the space of like, well, like, what's the point of doing something you don't want to do for the rest of your life? So I was like, okay, I would rather die. I'd rather be like six years old, still pursuing like the thing I want to do, than have a job that I am not really enjoying. So then it was kind of like, okay, that's the only thing we're doing.
0: Okay, cool. I, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's something that I think about a lot in terms of, like, the entertainment industry, how so much of your success isn't, like, it's dependent on, like, the market and, like, all these other people versus, like, if you wanted to be, I don't know, like, a psychologist or, like, an architect or, like, some other career where, like, basically getting hired is, like, being successful. But, like, being an actress or, like, a director, anything entertainment, it's... That's, like, not at all how it is.
1: I'm also learning that it's not... A field where you ever say like I'm done because like even if I got casted in a movie that I am just like head over heels in love with I finished the movie it wraps it is shown and then after that I'm like okay great like I I still want to like it never ends it's like always yeah. something and then even when I like and the day comes where I'm like okay I'm done with acting I want to produce or like I want to direct I want to write like it is just like a thing that never ends so it's it's like you're really in it for the long haul.
0: Yeah, I heard this, um, I don't know which comedian it was, and I'm annoyed that I don't remember, but it was like a joke that was like acting, it's like one of the only careers that you have to continue proving that you know how to do it, like you have to yeah. keep going on auditions and like and like when, um, when actors and like these famous actors are like, yeah, I mean like I was unemployed and you don't think of these people being unemployed between yeah. movies, but that's what it is.
1: Uh Jenna Fisher in her book she talks about it a lot and how because after the office she had like a really big lull Mm
0: -hmm. and it's so
1: crazy thinking about like how successful she was even she like after the
0: office was like I can't get anything that's crazy I feel like if I was in the show like that I mean I'd be like I mean why do I have I probably have enough money like well it sucks
1: because it's like no one I mean people are doing it for the money but like it's like you never are done with it like you're always gonna be feeling like you are you need to be doing something else it's stupid it's so um it's really just like fighting your brain every day which is
0: interesting it's great for this (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so let's let's talk about social media so like I said you're on Instagram you're on TikTok you're on YouTube um like how would you define your relationship with social media how often do you use it like a day things like that
1: um I hate my relationship with social media I like keep it on a very tight leash um, because I can get really bad. Um, To me, social media is work. I'm gonna have the questions pulled up so I can like kind of go through it as I'm talking to you. But my screen time is terrible. Like it is um, way too high. Uh, I'm embarrassed to even say it, but um, I hate it. And it's like something I'm trying to work on weekly. And I went for like 10 days without social media and I realized how much of my life I'm wasting on my phone. Like it like freaked me out, like went through a whole thing. And I was like, is this even worth it to me to like continue being on social media when I'm like really like killing this huge part. Like it's every, any situation I'm in, I'm constantly like, how can I turn this into a bit? How can, it never dies in your head. And so like, when I got to like be with my friends and just be with my friends and not be thinking about like did did someone DM me? Like, are people saying something about me? Like all of of those like noises in my head just were finally quiet. I was like, this is a feeling I haven't felt in like four years. So it was just kind of, I like started to see how bad social media is in my life.
0: Yeah, that came after you you took that break and you realized like the difference in between Mm -hmm. being online and actually being offline. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, I, I took a, I did a similar thing with the, I took like two weeks off because I just, it was more like I had a lot of stuff to do and I was figure like wasting time on it. And then yeah. when I returned within like the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I can feel all these different emotions. That I didn't feel in these past years and like, I don't know, just like negative emotions. Like I'd be like jealous or I would feel like insecure. And there was no reason for me to feel those things in the two weeks where I was off. And then within 10 minutes, I was like flooded with them. And I was like, I gotta go. I can't do yeah,
1: this. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. But then also when you're off of it, you also are finally like resting in those emotions that you've been avoiding for, I think like the first thing that I remember being like, this is crazy was like, I just had like a flashback. Like one of those memories that you just like, are like that hurt you physically. Cause you're like, that was so embarrassing. I can't believe that happened. And then I like, didn't have my phone to go onto to, to like distract me from that. And I had to sit in it and like, remember it. And I kept like, it, like, yeah, I remembered it fully. And I was like, that sucks. Like, but then like, it was just so fun to like go back and then like, enjoy certain things. And like, I was a better friend because I was thinking about my friends more because I didn't have, I wasn't spending as much time on my phone, I was a better daughter because I would like call my mom more. It was just like such a, it's crazy how much it really is in our lives more than it needs to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely, like you're saying, just, <clears throat> the relationships that people I feel like have on social media, like there's like, I don't know, like you, I mean, you have like hundreds of thousands of followers, but even someone with this, like, you know, a network of like 500 followers, yeah. that's like 500 more people that you interact with that, like, it feels like they're like kind of like pseudo relationships where like that gap can be filled with, like you said, like talking to your mom and not like yeah. posting, you know, like you get that kind of same solace and like that need for interaction with like or at least i don't know i don't know if that's how you feel but that's how i feel with like yeah, one absolutely. person you know like one person you're actually close with that knows you versus like posting on something on social media for like 500 people to see and not like
1: <laughs> yeah or just like for me the my biggest thing i hate about social media is how much time i spend on it yeah. so with the like okay instead of an hour being spent on my phone what could i be doing with this hour like i could do something fun with my ring, but call my. You know, like there's just so many better ways I could spend the hour versus checking my phone at people where to see what people are saying or going on TikTok and looking at my for you page. Like there's just it's so dumb, it's so annoying. But then it's like I find myself doing it all the time.
0: I think I will say something about the screen time. I think this is Apple needs to fix this because it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Like you know, oh, like the really? yeah. I mean that's just something I noticed because I've like consciously not been on my phone that often. Mm-hmm. And so like, let me see, like my screen time will say something crazy. Like it's been like nine hours when like, that's just not, there's not even, I haven't been awake that many hours today. Um, really? And it'll say, cause I think what it is is if you have, yeah, so it says, um, today it says six hours like that. And it's because the apps are open. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like really what have day? I just been like sitting <laughs> on my, you know? <laughs> like Yeah. But if it's because, I think what it is, is if the apps open on your phone, like you don't close out of the app, it counts it as being used. So like, I have like six hours for my clock, you know, like that, but I think you can then also see like, yeah. So it says today, five hours, 53 minutes, but then it says social underneath, like social 56 minutes, information rating 11 entertainment, one second. So really it's been like one hour but like because my yeah my clock has been open for four hours it like counts it
1: okay today mine is at an hour and 30 minutes oh which is really good for me um and that's just because in the past week I've really been like trying oh I hate it I hate social I hate it I hate my phone (laughs) I love what I do I absolutely hate my phone
0: so I, it seems like yours is more accurate than mine because maybe you close your apps at more diligently than I do.
1: I don't know why it's so low. I, I, that doesn't even sound accurate. There's no way I'm on my phone for four minutes of it was productive. The rest of it was not.
0: <laughs> Who are they to judge?
1: Yeah. Wh- what do you know about my life? Um, <laughs> yeah. No. I. It's all. It's all bad.
0: So like. Um. Sorry. You're, oh yeah. So sorry. <laughs> you're. <laughs> You're saying like you, I mean, you're very vocal. Like you do not like social media. You don't like being on your no. phone. But so much of, I guess this, of your work as an actress now, like kind of, um, and your comedy work is through social media. I mean, like I yeah. first saw your stuff on TikTok and um, and I loved it. And like, I mm-hmm. I mean, I've since then deleted TikTok because TikTok to me is like the most addictive, crazy thing I've there- ever experienced.
1: Did you know they have, um, there's like, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but there's a cat c-a-c-h-e catch Cash. catch i don't know Cash. um <laughs> i or maybe i don't know if i'm gonna say this right but so there's like a re- a recommended level of like addictiveness an app can be okay. and I, it's i don't know if it's a legality thing yet but i do know there is like a level of addiction that they're like this is a recommended way and tiktok completely disregarded it and like theirs is through the roof like the their um tactics yeah and what they do it's, I mean they do every single thing possible
0: it's I mean I'm not surprised like I it's one of those I can't like when I it took me so long to finally be able to delete it like I delete it yeah. re- download it delete it redownload it delete it redownload it like
1: there would be times where I'd be like sitting on my bed and I'd be like I need to do xyz whether it's for work or something they be like I need to get off my phone get off my phone and I like physically couldn't do it like I like it was so bad before I took the 10-day break that was when I was like I need this like I'm fully addicted to it like it is an issue but it, it's so hard they make it so hard and I'm scared for before we mentioned kids like thinking about they don't know a life without it like
0: they yeah only know this being a part of their lives like it's sick yeah yeah so you're I think we're about the same age are you 24 yeah Okay. So I'm also 24. So we okay, grew great. up like in the same, you know, like I didn't have Instagram until my freshman year of high school type of mm-hmm. thing, um, which I feel like is when it came out. And so like, there's, I was thinking about, oh, like, you know, we'd use Facebook earlier. Like Facebook was around. Um, but we would have to be sitting at a computer. Like you'd go on your home computer and you'd use aim and then you would leave. Yeah. Like, we would so- say GTG yeah we never
1: say that anymore we never say gotta go because we're never going away from our phones.
0: yes and now it's like we have this this whole internet this whole device this whole social networking everything in our pocket that you're like expected to have and i'm i just think like how different that is from us and i i mean i we're already obviously terrified by like having these all the time and like using it yeah. and i can't imagine people these kids that just have no idea and their brains are still developing that they have to consider like the whole world and everything they do, I feel like. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think they have an insane amount of pressure and they're being exposed. I have a friend who, um, she's a therapist and she's like one of the smartest people I know. And she was saying that kids are developing quicker because they're being exposed. So their brains are developing so much faster than ours were because they're being exposed to things so early because they're on their phones. And so um, their bodies are developing, like everything is just happening so much quicker which is why I think that, like, you know, we always like make fun of them they have like no awkward stage. And I think it's because at nine years old they're seeing comedy that we're making or they're seeing posts from adults and they're understanding it because they're being exposed to it so early. And so, because of that, they're just, like, skipping stages. I I am so sad for them. And, like, 13-year-olds for their birthday parties, they'll do photo shoots for their Instagram or, like, do things. And it's just, like, their brain isn't – they're not thinking about, like, what's going to be really fun for me and my friends. It's, like, how can I look cool and pretty? Like, it's just – it's so sad.
0: It makes – well, it makes me think, too, that, like – that maybe that is what's fun for them. They're like, this is a fun yeah. activity that we will all enjoy. And it's just like taking pictures. Yeah. And like getting dressed up. I don't, and I mean, it's weird because I also feel bad for them, but I also am just, it's like, I feel bad for them in retrospective. Like it's different from what, what I grew up with. But I think of like then gener- every generation, I feel like kind of feels bad for like for this childhood, world. right? Yeah. That they didn't get. So I'm like what is you know like what 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 do they think about like what do they think about fun like what even is that idea to them like what do they yeah. do for fun like do they still do the same things that we do and they just document it I don't you know I don't know we need a 13 idea. year
1: old we need a freaking 13 year old um I was a camp counselor and like um for a few years and in like 2016 2017 so not even I think even now like in the past two years social media has changed so much yeah but like even then the campers would come in and be like because they only know camp them and so they'd be like well how many followers do you have because they like don't know the social media version of them yet and so they would be like asking like what's the most likes you've gotten on a post and it's just it's so like their worth and like their popularity and the way they see each other is rooted in like how they look online I don't know what it's like now, but yeah, that's how it was when I was. It was just really crazy. It
0: yeah, it makes me think of like, um, just like i identity creation. Like, I oh feel, yeah, you know, like what is? I mean, now like, so you you know, like the ratio rule. Like the you know, you must be following more followers than you have. Oh yeah, or like you must be having more. Fo- you must have more followers than you're following. Whatever. Right. So I, my Instagram or how I've been using my Instagram the past few years has been very much like, just to, as lame as it sounds to express myself and like post yeah. things that I do and like, or not do really just like make, cause I like, like making art or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I went to school in New York and everyone mm-hmm. is very like, I don't know, I feel like they're, it's like very typical, like New York people care about that stuff, like people care about like, um, I mean, you're in California, right? yeah yeah are you in LA mm-hmm. yeah so you, it's probably very similar right people just care about like
1: I think so I truly do not scroll like the only reasons I use it are for um my work purposes yeah. so I don't I think yeah I think so and I think it's all just like a lot of fake stuff and posing but
0: um I would imagine
1: it being mostly that
0: yeah so I Even I get now, like sometimes I get subconscious for like my because my ratio is like I follow more people than I have following me, and but I'm also
1: I know. (laughs) Okay, I need to right now. (laughs) It's so dumb. It's so dumb.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I'm, but then I'm like, I'm like a 24 year old woman. Like this is not how I judge my my sense of. Do you think about it? Are you embarrassed by it? Um, maybe, like, not really, not anymore at all. Okay. Like, I used to be, though. I used to be a okay. little bit embarrassed by it, especially when I'd meet new people and they'd, like, follow me. But then I would make up for, I feel like I'd be like, well, my content is good, so I don't care. Like, I just haven't blown up. And yet. that's, you know, <laughs> you just don't know me yet. <laughs> oh,
1: that's hilarious. Um, I think, what was I going to say? That's so that's all it should be. It should just be like, post what you want to post. Like, it shouldn't be for anybody else. Also, I think, like, with, when you're talking about, like, identity development,
0: yeah.
1: I am seeing so much of, like, people calling out people for doing something weird, and, that like, um, these social media people are being so, like, closely monitored that, like, they're pointing out very small things that they do that are, like, either either lovable or unlikable, and I would imagine being a 13 year old you see that and then you are like oh this is what people like this is what people don't like or just like seeing a viral video of someone that's being made fun of they're like oh well don't do that and I just think like they're being told so young what is like the perfect what a well like person is like
0: yeah
1: and they're just like constantly seeing it online yeah you know and they're seeing comments and they're seeing it's just like they're constantly just being told how to be
0: yeah and it, it when it goes down to something so small to like these small it's not just like be a good person don't hurt other people where like society like generally like is you know advocating for those things it's like I don't know like don't wear like t- skinny jeans with like weird I don't I don't know I'm old. oh yeah I'm, like <laughs> no,
1: yeah. but it does come down to like little fashion things or just like um with the recent like charlie and dixie thing like um, oh my like, god yeah I did, i'm nervous to have this conversation but um like them throwing up uh dixie like spitting up her food so now like a kid knows like oh if i spit up my food that's bad even though like whether or not what they're learning from it is good it's still just like that's just a small moment where they learned a characteristic you know and now they're like yeah. okay noted and then like yeah. that's a small thing but like over time they're always seeing these little things in life feel like if I were 13 seeing that I know I would be like constantly taking notes like oh this person's well liked for this I have to be more like that and like trying to navigate who I am through these things
0: yeah and it it, it makes you think that if everyone is seeing well I guess we know that not everyone is seeing the same content because everything is like curated to you but like are we just is everyone are they just creating like clones of each other like everyone's just trying to be like that's the what same. I think I
1: truly yeah. do believe um, and it's like you can't even if you were someone that was like weird and funky and had your own thing I do see people online and they're like yeah I'm weird and I don't care and they're like 16 years old and I'm like to have that confidence is crazy but there's so many people that are weird and have their own corpse but they don't get to do that because they're so scared of like what people like it I don't know and um, like I saw this I was watching um, Jim Carrey there was like this um, documentary on him And, um, he was like in a restaurant and he was like, just being crazy and he was doing it and everyone was watching. And I was like, that is a moment for like everyone in the building. But if that were to happen now, everyone would be recording it. And like, people would have their two cents to say about it. And it's just, I don't know, even if you're just like a random person at a mall doing something, like you're always being, there's always a potential for like, a. don't know. It's just such, it's so weird.
0: Like, yeah. so much
1: pressure all the time now.
0: It's, it, I, I, that's something that I, like, it brings up this idea of, um, I guess, mindfulness, but also, like, memories and, like, living. And, like, I think of it, like, going to a concert and, like, everyone... Has their phone up in the air and like is videoing the whole concert, videotaping. Oh my god, I'm like 45 years old. Is videoing the whole concert, um, but is recording, is, is recording that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I'm thinking, and like so much of that time, and like I've done that too. Like I mean, yeah. I went to like every One Direction concert in high school, and I took my, I mean, I didn't use my phone. I took my camera and like kind of
1: like. <laughs> oh, did you have like, the, were you like when those vintage like into Tumblr old camera <laughs> thing?
0: Well, I – my dad got me, like, one of those nice cameras because I was, like – and mm-hmm. he was into photography. I was into photography. Oh, that's just, so
1: sweet.
0: Yeah, but I just didn't – I mean, like, I was just, like, trying to zoom in on Harry Styles. Like, it wasn't – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole time, you just, like, you in the
1: background, like, you know, when a camera's zooming in, it's, like, me, yeah. <laughs> e like, The whole time, it's just, like
0: <laughs> – Yeah, no, exactly. And, I mean, and even that time – those times, I remember, like, I was, like, wow, I wish – I just like lived that concert through the lens that I was like, literally through that lens. Like I didn't like uh-huh. kind of capture all the energy. And if I had just put my phone to, or put my camera down, whatever, it would have been so different. And now though, that's like the norm. Like, did you, like you, you have yeah. to live through your phone. And I wonder like how, when you look back at those experiences, do you need to look at this image to be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Or like, if you didn't have that image, like, what do you think? Oh, can you even remember it? Yeah, like, can you even remember it? Like, what... Do you just remember what you took a photo of? I feel like sometimes that's that's what I've witnessed. Yeah. Myself.
1: My yeah. entire camera roll, I don't even take pictures anymore. It's literally just, like, me doing bits and moments. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole camera roll is just my face. But I'll, like, <laughs> go through that to, like, remember... Like, if I did a bit at a... I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I did before Corona. But, like, on a trip, I we'll look at that and be like, oh yeah, I remember this day. Like it helps
0: me remember what was mm-hmm. going on that day. Yeah. That but I don't weird. know if that's like, I don't know if that's different than like, it's like if you didn't have the phone, would you have like the same amount of difficulty remembering right. the day? I don't know. You know that thing with the I mean, GPS? Sorry, keep going. Oh, you know that thing with like the GPS or it's like you're like par- beca- using the GPS, like part the part of your brain that's like for remembering Directions or, like, something about directions is, um, like, decreasing because everyone's oh. on GPS.
1: Oh, like, the Broca's, Wernicke's, like, those areas. But that's yeah. language. Yeah. But, like, those parts of the brain are getting smaller. <gasps> it's yeah. like our pinky fingers. What's with the wait, – wait, what's going on with our pinky fingers? Oh, no, our thumbs, our thumbs, our thumbs. Sorry. Like, our thumbs are shorter because they didn't use them as much – like the theory of like cavemen didn't use their thumbs as much, so they're shorter. Oh. Wait, am I making this up? I don't know. I mean, I. I maybe heard it is thing.
0: pinkies.
1: There's like some theory that's like one of our fingers are shorter than the other because it's like they didn't use it as much, they didn't need it. Something on our body. <laughs> some one thing on our body is shorter. There's one thing that we actually don't need. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's smaller. And then maybe all of our brains over
0: time. That's crazy, though. Yeah. I yeah. So I don't know how it's affecting memory. I mean, I de- I really don't know like the neurological things that are happening. But it makes yeah. me think that they're. I feel like how how can there not be? You know.
1: Yeah, and I just think with like suicides and stuff, like they're hearing about it happening more. So like to them. Oh, this is, it's so, but I don't even know if I want to talk, like, but you know what I mean? Like they're hearing about it more, but like when I was 13 hearing suicide, I was like, what? Like my, it made me freeze up because I didn't even like the word. And like, it was so scary to me, but these kids are like hearing it and making jokes about it. And like, it's so common to them. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's just, of course it's going to be more common because it's not this like taboo thing to them. Like it was to us.
0: Yeah. Do you you know Do you know the like the Momo challenge and the Blue Whale challenge? Yes.
1: I don't know about the Blue Whale, but I do remember the Momo.
0: I think they were similar in that the Blue Challenge it was like a list of things that you need to do, and then like the last thing on the list was like to kill yourself, um, mm-hmm. which is just so bizarre that it worked and it makes you really realize how impressionable the people that are doing these challenges are you know um and i think you know obviously those aren't around anymore or to my knowledge they aren't around anymore but i'm
1: sure there's there has to be like i don't know there's got to be some little things that like people haven't like been able to you know catch on and ruin yet
0: yeah (laughs) yeah to yeah i mean this topic, honestly, like, I mean, we can totally move on with, like, but suicide in social media is, like, such a rich topic. There's so many, like, I don't know, I read this, I read this thing uh, a couple years ago that was, like, maybe not a couple years ago, maybe it was, like, last year, that this girl, she's, like, nine years old, and Ooh. her mom, it was, like, before she was getting ready to go to school, and her mom was, like, don't go, like, she wanted to go on YouTube before she was getting ready to go to school, and her mom was, like, you're not allowed to go on YouTube, and then she hung herself because she wasn't able, able to go on YouTube. And I think that she just thought that was like a normal reaction to not being able to get what you <gasps> want. Isn't that insane? Oh my God. And I'm also like, what, how does someone even know how to do that at that age? Like she like- At nine go- years old, yeah, no, at nine years old, like I didn't even, I, I like didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know any of that was a thing but even concept really quick um
1: wow it, they're just being oh it's so sad it's so sad and it's terrifying and I think there needs to be laws on kids on social media and I think and it's and it, like these adults are complaining about these kids being like the way that they are and it's like you guys are making the apps that are truly ruining their lives, like, a kid would not, they don't know what they're signing up for when they download Instagram and TikTok, like, you guys know what they're signing up for, and you're seeing them as a product, and, like, it is, oh, it's so gross, it's so, it's disgusting, and it's ran by adults, and so I don't understand why they're not,
0: yeah, and it's, and, and it's, like, like, I think of, the first thing I think of, like, with social media, and, like, kid, like, that values, I guess, kids privacy sort of not really but it's like youtube where you have to mark specific content as like kid friendly or not oh, kid friendly yeah. but the biggest like the biggest user of social media are children and like yeah. so they like they get the most ads like they make the most money for these companies and it i don't know if you've ever been down the rabbit hole of like youtubers that like do commentary on like children's content on youtube but it's very yeah. bizarre. It's like very weird. there's like
1: are they making comments negatively about these kids?
0: They're are so they critiquing them or saying like why is this kid doing this? So or I guess the <clears throat> I, I, I guess watch the commentaries I don't watch like the children's uh, the actual YouTube channels that are for the children but like commentaries on the creators like looking at a, a creator that like makes them um, like for example like Jay Station. It's like this YouTube creator that makes content for children. And do you know like Cody Co? Yeah, yeah. So I like I watch a lot of. He did a couple of them, and I think like um, like Drew Gooden and like Danny and like that kind of crew on YouTube. I don't know. I watch like majority of the con- uh, the commentary stuff. But anyways, so they did like they'd watch a J Station video and then like be like, "What is this? Like this is geared towards children." And like one of the things. Oh. You know what I mean? Like just like yeah. critiquing the content. Um, and one of the things with Jay Station, this like long ploy was that he and his girlfriend are the ones that like make this commentary or whatever. And he made a video being like, she died. Like she died and like trying to get sympathy from people. She didn't actually die, but like they, and they, he like- And their content is for kids. It's for kids. Like it's specifically for kids. So like she died. Mm-hmm. And then, one, they, like, didn't, like, her, they didn't include and tell people that are close to them about this, I guess, prank Mm. or whatever. So, like, her parents were, like, calling him and this, and they were, like, what's going on? Anyways, and then she came out, like, in this Mm. midst, too, that she was, like, he's abusive and, like, all this stuff. But then they make a video where she comes back. They're, like, she died. And she comes back like for their followers and like all this stuff. And they got, he got slack from it. I think he went to jail actually for some of the stuff that she said about him because he was abusive, comes back, talks about how he went to jail and continues doing the same type of stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? And like, if someone, if that is their
1: like deal and like, that is how they express themselves and like get through it. Totally, like, do what you need, but it's the fact that it's truly messing with kids. Like, other people, like, and I think we can look at kids being on social media and just be like, "Oh, yeah, it's bad." But then, if like you actually think about the effects that these like kids seeing that yeah. and being like, and, and they're like impressionable and they're seeing that, and like, there's gonna be so
0: many effects <clears throat> of it that like we don't even know about yet. Like, yeah, we and we won't know honestly, and for like, in, yeah, for a while, for like a like decades. I mean, even stuff like that, just thinking about like, like the suicide stuff, like if you're showing a video to children that like they, you say someone dies and then she comes back three episodes later, they're not going to understand that death is final. Permanent, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And so I don't know how these people can still like, then the, is this the fault of YouTube? Uh, should these people not be able to target their ads, target their videos towards children and like mark their content for children when it's obviously like, I don't know like messed up yeah but but they still can and like is YouTube gonna stop them well they haven't
1: I don't yeah I don't know I don't know I I, I mean we got like regulated TV shows and like you know our parents knew if you're watching Disney Channel show like they trusted the channel and if they ever put anything bad the channel would have to Disney Channel would get you know so much shit yeah so like but, on YouTube, like the whole world is at their fingertips, and you can't control your kid, you know twenty four seven from watching yeah, that's sad, and i I don't know if fix i i'm not I think I'm gonna be a psychotic parent, and like <laughs> my kid is not having any form of technology. they'll have a go phone. They can call me and the cops, and that's it. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I I totally relate to that. Um, yeah, to that sentiment. Um, so let's, let's, let's take it a little bit lighter. Um, now that we (laughs) went down this very dark, very sad path. Um, so okay. So on, let's keep, stay on the topic of maybe children's content, but a different kind of content.
1: Um,
0: are you familiar with Fortnite?
1: I mean I know the name. I don't really
0: know what it is. You don't know what it is? It's a video game, correct? Yes, it's a video game. Okay. It's it's like it's like a video it's like an online live video game. And like anyone in the world can log in and play it and you like you it's it's online, so it's not like you have to buy like a console, it's not like you have to buy like, you know, how you like a disc oh, or like that's whatever. Fun. Yeah, to so, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's like you on it, like you play in real time with people, and okay. so, some of the, I guess, the things that like the objectives are you to survive and to kill the other team and okay. to like build houses. And there's this thing of like when you die, you like respawn really quickly. So it's like kind of keeps you going, even if you like lose, you just like keep going. And so it, mm-hmm. and your final score ends up being like. Counting into the amount of times you died in the game, so you don't ever actually like lose your ranking just yeah. kind of drops, sort of. Um, anyway, so that's just kind of the gist of it. And the what I'm find interesting is there are people that um, like streamers um record themselves playing Fortnite, and I have younger cousins and they like watch streamers play it, even though some of them don't even play it, they just like watch other people okay play video games without it's like
1: a twitch concept of people like playing among us and streaming it
0: yeah well i guess okay. the kids that i know watch it like on youtube where they like put it up on youtube so they don't watch it like live as it's happening uh-huh. it's to me it's like this weird thing of like your entertainment is watching someone else do something that's be entertained yeah doing so yeah yeah like it's not like they're i don't know i don't know have you have you seen those like what do you think of like streaming and
1: streaming services oh I don't mind I had a friend the other day that he was like asking if I'd played Among Us I was like yeah he was like I've only watched people play I've never played it and I was like that's so weird of you (laughs) um (laughs) uh you're weird for that (laughs) oh I don't know I guess I could see it my friend and I watched Dino LeRae yeah um he's so funny we were watching him play it and that was the first time I had like watched someone else play a game and it was funny just because I like love him and I think he's hilarious Mm -hmm. um but I can't imagine I mean I guess if you like I like liked the commentary and he was playing with people that we knew of not know personally and so that was fun but I guess I kind of get it but um that's weird that that's
0: like a thing it kind of I guess it's like you saying that makes me think maybe it's similar to like the mukbang stuff where people watch them and they feel like they're eating dinner with someone else like maybe it feels like you're kind of hanging out with these people watching them play um
1: I mean I watched it I probably like wouldn't be like oh my god I'm so excited to watch like Lori put on another one I'm so excited to watch it but like it was fun to watch and like if someone had it on I'd probably like tune in for a little bit you know yeah but I could see it being like 10 years old and like someone you love is playing it and you know getting to watch them play yeah like something that you understand in like situations you've been in you know probably like a little bit of like oh I've been in that part of the game where I'm trying to kill that person and so they're like oh that's like what they thought
0: you know yeah okay yeah that totally makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense So yes, it it kind of evens out this this ground between like the what the viewer and the creator
1: yeah I guess it's It probably is like intriguing because it's someone they love doing something that they've done too. So like they are totally immersed in like that moment.
0: Yeah. I could see it. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I've only watched like people play episode, but that's just because I'm too cheap to download it. Oh
1: my god, (laughs) they (laughs) get like real life games. Oh my god. (laughs) That's so funny. That game is drama. I gave it so much drama. My sister and I um played that a few years ago, like randomly one summer, and we were both like getting so mad because every time we wanted to do something, we had to like wait thirty minutes or like buy something. And yeah, we're like no, she just needs to go on a date with this guy. <laughs> it gets raunchy too. It does.
0: It does get really raunchy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's the only thing I've watched, and I. Cause I like it when they pay for it. Cause I need to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: that's a smart way of seeing like what could happen on the app if you were rich. Yeah, <laughs> if you were rich, it's like five dollars <laughs> to do it.
0: <laughs> but like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That that adds up. I could easily see myself spending like a hundred bucks on the like so cool journey. Money. Yeah,
1: I used to be a big. I I'm not allowed to download games anymore on my phone because I will like get so caught up in a game and like play that. So much and I know it means nothing and I can't. No, no games are allowed on my phone. It's
0: a it's a good rule probably. Yeah, uh-huh. needed. Um okay, so let's I wanna go back a little bit to you mentioned Dixie and Charlie and the recent Ooh, things that went on. Yeah. Um so do you wanna explain the the controversy that they recently got themselves into?
1: So what I am understanding is that Dixie is just known for being um, really sensitive with her stomach. And um, the so her management team was like, oh, it'd be so funny if you like played into that, gave her snails. They are close personal friends with this chef. They um, have him over all the time. They love each other. So he cooked them snails. Dixie had like a dramatic, like, ew, that's so like, ew, it threw it up. Um, and then, but when they put out because they were doing a video that was like dinner with the D'Amelio's and it was like a 10 minute long video so when the video was put out all you saw was a chef serving them snails Dixie taking the snail throwing it up because she was grossed out um, and not you know giving the chef the like love that we would all probably give our chef and so from the viewer standpoint it looked really bad it looked like she was being disrespectful it looked terrible Charlie, I don't even like talking about this comment because it's not even a bad comment. But she was saying that I wish I hit a million, hundred million followers a year after hitting a million. Um, which is like such a understandable thing. And so people are up their assholes for these two things. Yes. And they lost. And and can't I mean respect for them went down. <laughs> because of this. Just kidding. Why? No, I love those girls and um and you know what really made me mad? When I remembered that there, so if people my age, I feel like a lot of people my age don't really know the TikTok world, but someone that, uh, like a guy version of the D'Amelio's was recently seen at a restaurant punching a waiter because they told him that he can't vape. What? And a few people knew about it. I saw a few videos about it. And That's that was not it. real. And... Um, they got like kicked out of this restaurant blown over in two seconds no one even cares about it, but these two girls make are perceived doing something wrong to their chef and I mean like the whole world shut down for a day like it
0: it was just sick who punches but, a waiter think, I'll send you the video after this it's crazy. okay yeah what that is like I <laughs> that is absolutely insane to me um so weird yeah okay I didn't know about that which maybe is to your point that didn't go didn't guys don't Make get the headlines them, really yeah boys will be boys don't you know courtney yeah sorry <laughs> of
1: course yeah i totally forgot <laughs> <laughs> Shit, um,
0: yeah um so yes that is the controversy the that happened recently with dixie and charlie they both lost i think dixie lost like uh, a bit over half a million followers charlie lost a million followers because of- she's back she just
1: hit it a uh, oh she 000. did our girl did it she came back better than ever
0: <laughs> i cannot uh, imagine what i like to be her i honestly cannot i feel like she's so young and i 100 million followers 100 million people looking at your content or i hate saying your content it makes it feel like it's different than who you are, which it probably is. But at that I age- think
1: it I think that's a smarter way to say it than because it is your like I would say mm-hmm. the stuff that I put out is my content. It's not it is me, but it's like a high version. It's like very specific moments. Yeah. So I like refer to it as content. I think that's like a healthier way of looking at it than actually being like that's me that they don't like or like that's me that they're commenting on.
0: Yeah. Like it's chosen it's chosen parts that are mm-hmm. meant for this audience. Yeah. Okay. So just all these 100 million I can't even like that number doesn't even make sense to me yeah I can't imagine someone that's like 16 thinking she like
1: truly is the most famous person on this planet at the moment insane yeah
0: her um her family is doing like a reality show
1: are they I've been hearing it in the works I didn't know it was like actually coming
0: yeah I don't I don't know if it's actually happening or not I mean I don't imagine why if they want to do it why it wouldn't happen I feel like Brian St. Crest would be all over that (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it yeah. make so much money yeah um so I don't know the obviously the this like things but like you, you think about cancel culture you'll like I feel like we kind of touched on that already like just sort of yeah. you know getting into details about people and like making these grand assumptions that they're like a bad person or they're like this type of yeah. person because of things that don't really matter um mm-hmm. but let, you mentioned like how much like you just made a quick comment about the money. So where do you think money like creator creator making money, not like um, like so you making money off your platform and other people making money mm-hmm. off their platform. How do you think that fits in with just making content in
1: Everything. general? Yeah. Um, I when I started my Instagram and I started seeing that it was like gonna help me pursue my dreams um pursue acting <laughs> for the stars <laughs> pursue my dreams. um I like made a huge promise to myself and I was like this account is for opportunities and not money and like you're not allowed to look at it as anything else so yeah. for the first like three years I like had a very strict like you will not do ads you will not maybe not years. I think it was like two years and I was like you're not allowed to make money because like I this isn't for money this is for me to like get to be an actor and like to get to do what I want to do and I just like I have never had my own money and so I just you know I never I didn't know how I was going to react to it and I didn't know some people get like really money hungry and I like wouldn't think I would ever get that way but like we're human and I think it's a natural response so um for me I was just like very strict on myself with that and I think because of that now the root of everything I do is truly to make people laugh and to like becoming a better comedian actor. And so um, that is the way I look at my content and what I do. And I like, if I ever feel like going a different direction, then I will like, really like have a come to Jesus moment and be like, what are we doing? Like, this is a dirty path. And this is like a career path. So that's how I look at it. I don't know how other content creators or how other people doing this are looking at it as, but I also look at my stuff as like, I don't want to do social media forever. I want to do social media until I'm able to do what I love doing and have social media just be a hobby that I do on the side. Like I don't enjoy it being my actual job. So I, the actions I make are very like calculated for a longevity thing. It's like, I have no intentions of it being like quick money.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah. So it kind of stands more as like, like you saying, like for opportunities, sort of like an online portfolio that you continually yeah. update.
1: Uh-huh. Um, I am making money from it now. I actually just recently, yesterday I put on my story and I was like letting my followers know. I was like, Hey, I'm about to have a bunch of videos come out. I'm doing more ads than normal. And I think now it's more socially acceptable to make money doing what you like doing. But I always like, for me, it's always like content first. Like if I'm doing something and I can tell it's a video that like I would be nervous about posting or like I'm bare embarrass- like just don't think it's it lives up to my other videos and I would never I'd rather not get the money and not post it
0: Hmm. okay yeah I think so where do you think and I don't know you can enlighten me a bit more because I don't know how specifically it works with like brand deals and ads yeah so if you accept an ad are you able and you like try to make a video and you find that you know what, this like doesn't really go on my content. I'm not able to make something that, you know, effectively sells the ad and that goes on my page. Can you tell them, never mind?
1: Um, so for myself, I have, um, like I have a manager and a team that works with that. So um, before it's even presented to me, I have already um, argued money and what exactly would be expected from me. And um, my manager he's perfect. He knows that like my biggest thing is creative control and if I can like find a funny way to do this then totally in and if I care about the product and I like am for it we're all good but like if I I think I there was something that was offered the other week and I was like I just don't see this becoming something that I'll feel comfortable with coming out and we like ended up turning it down but like um for me I'll have like a meeting with them and like talk about ideas and then like After that, I'll decide if I am down for it, but I'm like, I, I'm very particular and like, I make sure everything's like set up for it to be a good video before I say yes.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. So that's, it's nice that you have a whole team that's helping you out
1: um,
0: and making sure you're making the right decisions for that longevity that you're talking Uh about. Um, so I've noticed with, I mean, before we did this, I went on like a binge of your videos, which was super amazing. Maybe instilled my need for social media a little bit more, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) but I noticed as we're getting closer as you're more, you know, to the current, your production value has definitely gone up. Um, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, that is due to, I work for Colby Central right now.
0: Um,
1: and I think, because of that, it's made me kind of have a higher bar for my own comedy of like what I expect from myself. Mm -hmm. And so um, there are moments where I know a quick witted video in the moment in my bed would be the best way to put this joke out. But sometimes I'll come up with something and it's like, this would be so much funnier if I like wrote it out, you know, really figured, like really made this the best it can be. And so um, I think that was just more of just like me taking time and which I learned from my job.
0: Okay, cool. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, like, do you think, because when we're thinking end goal, right, like this is mm-hmm. a route to kind of get to where you want to be and you want to be an actress. Um, do you ever think of like, be like using this to be make your own production house or like production studio, and then like using that to make your own content? Or do you want to kind of work on other people's projects?
1: Um, both. I think it's, it's kind of crazy now, because before you could just be an actor, like you could just do not be a one trick pony, because I think you're never only wearing one hat, but um, I think now it's like, if you want to make it, you have to be creating your own stuff, showing you have to have a lot more than just be able to act. So I think it'll always happen simultaneously now. Like I think I'll be getting to work on other people's projects, but while that's happening, I'll be expected to be like creating my own stuff as well as creating my own stuff for like something more professional than
0: digital. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, it I think all is,
1: it's like a oiled machine that I'm still trying to figure out how to do it all, but yeah.
0: Okay. And I, I think you're right in that, like, it's not just like having the ability to act and maybe that has to do with, or being the ability to, you know, have that one tree or that one skill. And maybe that's due to social media where so many more people are showing that they're able to have this talent that now yeah. you kind of have to bring more to it you have to bring like the ideas you have to bring I don't know the personality or like the character or like whatever it may be to make yourself stand out are you finding that true
1: oh absolutely I mean I think um yeah I mean it's really hard now just to be an actor and not have a social media presence like people care about who you are as a person as well and like what you stand for before they go and support a movie you're in like it has there's so much more of a like I think before the mystery of being a celebrity and an actor were like really valued and it was like, you are different than me. But now I think like will Smith is a really great example of that where like I think he said it and he was like in his first Instagram post, if you like scroll back to it, it's so interesting. He was like being a celebrity used to be a mystery and like but now people don't want that gap between them and the person like now they want. It to feel like they know you. So I do think you have to be more of a like well-rounded person mm-hmm. in order to succeed.
0: Yeah. It, I feel like that is such a big difference with like traditional media and like new media that yeah. this pressure to be a social media star slash influencer yeah. comes with like, you know, being an actress or a comedian or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I think, I mean, some people are totally fine with, like, just being a TikToker, and, like, they're so happy in that, and they, like, don't crave it. I just know for me personally, I, like, do not per- put my worth at all in my social media person. Like, I put my worth in, like, my abilities of my talent. So, like, I would never be fulfilled by just being a social media person.
0: Okay, so so off that, then, who... How do you determine the worth of your talent or how good something is?
1: Um, There's been moments where I've like put out a video that I'm like, this is good. And then I'll put out and like, it doesn't get the response that I hope. But like, if I like really know, I'm like, no, that was good. Then I like really try my best to stick to it. Obviously, like it is important to like hear what people are saying and get their feedback. But I don't look at numbers because that's, like, an algorithm thing. And sometimes you just miss it. But I look at, like, what people are actually saying. If it's, like, constructive criticism, I I love taking that in. And if it's someone just, like, complimenting the video, I'll take that in as well. But I won't really look at, like, this only did this well because that doesn't mean anything.
0: Okay. And, like, so.
1: I'm going to grab my computer charger really quick. Okay. Um,
0: Okay. And I know we're, we're running a little bit over. Is that okay with you? Because I have a- f- Oh my God, I could talk about this for days. Okay, okay, cool. I just don't want to harp on your schedule if you have something else going Not on. Not at all. Okay. Um, okay, so on that same topic, um, if someone leaves you a, a, social, a comment on your social media giving you some sort of critique, um, and maybe multiple people are saying just different things, yeah. versus someone that is, like, an expert in the field, whatever that may be, like a, like a, com- like Judd Apatow or something like that. <laughs>
1: says something.
0: Yeah. yeah, says something to you. What Where do you think the difference between, like, this one person that is seen as, like, an expert in the field versus, like, this conglomerate of just, like, technically your audience that you're kind yeah. of making the content for?
1: Um. So the other day I got a compliment through someone else from someone that like means the world to me um and I like never even knew they knew my I feel like the fact that they saw my face is just like beyond me um and they told me and I was like that's crazy but it did not mean as much to me as if I got like a bunch of people that I'm making my comedy for said really sweet things to me
0: Okay.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Because like as much as like I'm happy they see Hang on, let me make sure I'm wording this right. Like it means the world that they believe in me and like I was emotional and everything but like I'm making my content more for Does this make sense? I it's mean, okay to say so no. far
0: so far it's making sense, but I think you're it seems like you're in the middle of the of your your thought
1: I would rather get um a bunch of comments from from strangers online that I'm making my material for than from one person um above me saying like oh that was good you know I'm like oh that's great but did like these people like it because that's who I made it for you know and I think um and like, I, I was talking to someone the other day and I think like second seasons of shows are a lot of times not as good as the first because the first one, they're making it with the viewer in mind. The second one, they're making it for the entertainment industry in mind. And um, it's hard to like continue. Whitney Cummings said that she always is like staying in small towns and stuff because she always is like, if I stay in LA, then I'm around all these LA people and I'm trying to impress them and I can't help it. But if I'm, you know, going to like some random town, it's like, oh yeah, these are the people I want to make laugh. Like, I don't care about the people, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, they're not the ones that are going to keep me successful. It's the ones that are around the world, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that totally makes sense. I mean, um, yeah, you're valuing- It's like a different
1: category of a compliment. Like yeah. the comment I got from that woman will forever mean I'll never not think about it, but um, it doesn't affect the way I see my comedy and what I'm trying to put out. Like it didn't put any pressure I mean, I was like, that means the world. That is insane. I'll never forget this moment. Um, But like, let's keep our eyes here.
0: So what if that person, instead of complimenting you, like said something negative? I,
1: I think I would um, do what I always do now. And I remember that at the end of the day, this industry is people hoping they made the right decision and are hoping that they're doing some people are really good at it but at the end of the day they're a person hoping that what they're making and what they're doing is right and it it was so weird to me when I moved to LA because um I started like meeting people that were like oh yeah you know I was a I was on this set when this movie was made or I helped write this thing I'm like that is so crazy it puts humans behind this thing that at one point felt like it wasn't humans like I'm watching a movie I was like a movie is a movie is a movie but Mm -hmm. now I watch a movie and I'm like I feel like the writing could have been a little bit better on that because now I'm thinking of it as humans and like people, someone that I could be one day. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really just opinions. And I made a video that someone above me was like, no, we don't want it for that. And I was like, you're really wrong for this decision. Like, I didn't say that. Obviously, I was like, okay, understand. But in my head, I was like, you're wrong for that decision and you're going to regret that. And then, like, I did it and it was one of my best performing videos. And that's just like a moment that I'll hold and being like, sometimes I do know more than someone above me, you know? And like, that's important to remember that like what you're doing is what you're doing and you can be your own expert at it. Like you don't need other people telling you whether or not it's good enough.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, I think that speak, cause it's whoever in that viral video um, instance, whoever was like, yeah, this isn't a good idea or I don't want to take part in this. You knew your audience and your yeah. audience delivered for you what you thought how they, you know, how you expected them to, or maybe beyond what you expected them to. Yeah. Um, and it, it is interesting the, because there's this sort of like elitism in like any, I think specifically in like entertainment and arts, but like maybe in any industry, probably in any industry, or like the ones at the top are meant to know the most. But yeah. in this new age of like, where the barriers between the consumer and the creator and like the consumer and the product are more tangible or, are more malleable than yeah. like, you know. You you can do your own surveys. You can see exactly what the what the consumer wants and what the people are watching and what they like. Yeah. You don't need and maybe the ones that are at the top are a bit more ha- out of touch than someone that is consistently every day making content right. and interacting right. with the market. Um, yeah, I mean it. It's I always think now like how and I guess I think of like Timothy Chalamet as like someone that was able to make it in traditional media in a time where he also could have made it social media but he didn't because he you know what I mean he's like younger than us he's like obviously beautiful looking and he could have gone the social media route and like kind of you know but he made it in traditional media the traditional way um -hmm. I don't know it's just interesting to think about how different people are able are willing to go and I don't know what I
1: think going a social media route is so different than traditional because traditional like you're acting, you are a part of a huge, there's 8 million people a part of what you're doing and um, versus social media. And social media is like dependent on who you are as a person. Like, um, it's just very different things. Like you can be a really great actor and terrible at social media. And I I think we see that all the time. We see these actors like trying to pop in on social media and we're like, oh, you just don't get it. But- At Vin Diesel. uh, (laughs) Not to anyone, anyway, but it's keeping them, you know? it's Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, um, it's a different world.
0: Yeah, totally different world. And yeah, yeah, totally different world. And I, so I wanna talk about this sort of these barriers that you're closing um, with your audience. So I know a lot of your videos, you talk about like having AD, ADD and like joking about oh, it, yeah. kind of attributing your personality to it. Um, So how is it being vulnerable with that part of you online to such a large audience?
1: Um, ADD does not feel like a vulnerable thing to me because it truly is such a part of my like everyday life and who I am. So to me, it's just like a part of my personality. Like it's not, it's not a weird thing to me to talk about. I can't talk about being sad. Like those are things, things that are really personal to me. I don't know how to talk about and I can't talk about it online or in real like <laughs> um <laughs> you're like no one <laughs> um, must <know."> yeah, no <laughs> I need to go to there um, but um you know it's just like um uh, that didn't feel vulnerable and things that do feel vulnerable I don't talk about like me telling my audience that like I'm about to do a bunch of ads um and I know I shouldn't care but I do care so um just letting you guys know like the whole day I was like was that weird of me to say like um it's okay that I said that because I'm just so used to like always doing comedy and like everything's a bit and I think sometimes people think they know what's going on in my life but I'm like you saw a two-second bit of me doing something you truly know nothing about Mm. but they feel like they do which is awesome but the reality of it is I know that my personal life is very personal to me.
0: Okay so it seems like specifically with ADD because it kind of adds into your comedy style and is a part of that part of your personality that you have kind of like capitalized on in, you know, on social media or like honed in on, um, maybe capitalized isn't the right word, but like honed in on for your social media um, you know, presence. Uh, so that's not really being vulnerable, but if there's things that are outside of that persona or that, you know, that selected part of your personality, it doesn't matter which angle there are, like you said, if there's sadness or whatever, but if it's, you're not comfortable sharing that, like if it doesn't kind of fit into this like comedy,
1: I guess not yeah I yeah I think I guess not like I don't share deep things I don't like to um yeah I don't think so I don't think I would if it doesn't fit the character the brand I think and I know there's been a few moments more recently in the past few months I've really tried working on myself with like showing them like my normal side, like, my real side, because, um, I don't know, I think it's good to do sometimes, um, and every time I do it, like, it is so scary to me, like, afterwards, I'm just so nervous about it.
0: I don't is know that, why. Is that something that's similar with you just even offline, or is it, like, just specifically an online thing?
1: I can talk to friends. If I am sad in real life I keep to myself mostly but like after the fact I'm totally happy talking about it with my friends and um if I can articulate why like fully articulate like this is making me sad but like beyond that I'm sad because of this this and this and this is the root of it so here's what I'm gonna do to change it it's like if I know how I can change it I'm happy to talk about it Mm -hmm. and if I know like the real real root I'm like it's fine because this is the issue so like let me just address that and like no one needs to worry so at that does that make sense like I'm happy to talk about what I'm sad if I know it's something that I can change Mm -hmm. um but online I don't think I'd ever discuss that because I'm like it's not you guys you guys know such a specific version of myself that
0: it's not me you know Mm -hmm. it's not the me that you know yeah yeah okay that and I think Yeah. Um, cause it, it seems like, you know, even with your close friends in your intimate life, that's like, I'll let you know what's going on when I've sort of processed it and come up with a solution for myself. So not really like, yeah, more like a check-in like, oh, this is what's going on, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like what's going on with just you? Just so
1: you guys know, I was sad last week. Like I'm not. So like, don't no, worry about it. But just yeah. so you guys know I was a little sad last
0: week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Versus like, you know, like seeking advice or like trying to get an opinion Yeah. kind of want to sort it out yourself, which to me makes I'll talk me- to my mom about it but
1: that's
0: about it. Yeah. Okay. And that, that, you know, assuming that's probably like one of the closest people in your life, if not the closest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, kind of makes sense when you think about social media, it's not like when you tell some, I mean, that there are people that, you know, they're like, I was sad this time or like, and this is a reflection that I made and this is the idea that I have. And this is where I'm going to go forward. And like, usually at the end, it's just like, and you can do the same thing, like some sort of like positive message that comes out of it. But I feel like if you share that sort of personal part of yourself, it's there's no way you're not going to get opinions. Even if you showed people that you already came up with a solution for whatever you were upset about, you're going to get a lot of feedback on what people think you should have done, or if they agree with you, or like how they would have gone through it. And it seems like maybe you're not interested. And I just
1: don't think it's healthy. Like I don't. I would imagine me sharing like the deepest, most vulnerable parts to 300,000 people cannot be good. Like we're not built for that. We're not made for that there's no need for it like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: as much as people want I don't know like if I I see someone that comes up to me like they recognize me to me I'm like they see me as a friend they see me at my funniest moments um they know the best version of myself so I can be that for them in this moment but if someone came up to me and I knew that they knew all my hurts and like all this vulnerable shit about me I would be like I don't I'm not that open in real life so that would just be weird. That would be very weird for me
0: to have someone come up to me knowing these things. Yeah. I think, yeah, I totally see what you're saying. And is would it what also, it's like, because at you're sharing to you, it's like this one person with all these like nodes that you're like these connections that you have for people kind of like tuning into you, but yeah. it's not like you share, if you share like whatever personal detail you share about yourself and you're vulnerable, It's not like every one of those people is also sharing something vulnerable with you that there's a connection made. It's just sort of one way.
1: It's like, you know something about me. Yeah, it's just weird. And um, yeah, it's just, it's not a direction I care to go. I want to go. Like my friends know me for me and my family knows me for me. And I love that. And I hope it stays that like, my life is my life. My online life is my online life, but like, those two are not the same. And like, I hope they never, like, I've met, I hope this doesn't sound bad if it does, just take it out. But um, like, I've met people that, like, in the moment, they're like, can we hang out? Like, I love you, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. like, in the moment, I'm like, yeah, here's my number because I would never like say no in person. But then I like will never let the, my two worlds collide. I'll like very much be like, you know, online me. And I'm like so happy I get to be that and entertain you in that way. But I don't know, you know, it's just, it's very, I have to keep the two separate for my own sanity because like my life is my life and I love my life and my online life is my own life and I love my online life, but they're
0: separate. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. It kind of goes with what we were saying before, like these kids that conflate the two or like they're they're so interdependent or like if if, Mm -hmm. you know that suddenly what your identity is isn't determined by you anymore. Yeah. Um, and, like, that sounds really hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I would imagine it. Yeah, that's so scary. That's scary. And I'm, so it makes me think of not just, like, regular users, but, like, specifically social media influencers that, like, have platforms, like, um, that are, like, vloggers mainly because I feel like they share their oh daily life. Yeah. Like, I think, like, Emma Chamberlain, like, David Dobrik, like, um, specifically David Dobrik I don't know how familiar you are with his content um I feel like everyone is at least a little bit like those boys yeah Yeah. (laughs) um how do you think like you know he's so much of his content is revolved around it's like kind of the opposite of yours where it's like not scripted typically and it revolves around other people where yours Mm -hmm. is like typically scripted revolves around you yeah Yeah. um and my world they're just living in it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and so what do you think about like, I don't know if, so, if there was someone in your group of friends that consistently always had a camera and like your whole friend group and your whole, all your relationships were like for online media, like what do you think happens in those instances? Like how do you think those friendships are affected or like how your daily life is affected that someone that it could always like potentially be broadcasted? Yeah. Um, I would be
1: scared. Like, I have a friend who he helps me do some brand deals because he is, like, one of my best friends and makes me so much funnier. And I just had... um... (laughs) This is so drama. I'm going to say it, (laughs) but don't put it in. I just had my attorney. What would be a better way of saying my... Like, a lawyer. Um, I just had my lawyer, like, write up a contract because um, my biggest fear is mixing friends and work. And because I never want them to feel like I only am using them for this part of my life, you know? And I, I would imagine being in that friend group is hard and scary and like the lines are blurred, you know? And I think David's even talked about it because he's been like, there was times I like wanted to buy my girlfriend something, but then like a brand would offer to buy her this. And it was like, I want to give this to her, but this brand is also offering. So I have to record it, but like, I actually want to give this to you. And it was like, I remember him talking about it. And I think when it's like that vulnerable, your whole life is blurry. And it's, and even I feel it to a certain extent where it's like, I'm in a moment with friends and an idea comes up and it's like, do I post it? Or do I keep this moment with my friends? Like I'm about to be with my family. And they're like, their biggest thing is like, Courtney, no, don't post anything. Like family time is for family time. And like, we don't like you posting about things that we're doing because like, it's for us. And like the minute you put it out there, now it's not, a memory between us, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would imagine it, the lines are blurry. For I would, it has to be hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it seems difficult. I feel like I, there was a point in time where I really wanted to like work with David Dobrik and like intern with him um, yeah. because I'm just fascinated by all of it. But then I would, I was thinking what if like we became friends I I hopefully you know I'm like I want to be friends with you guys but like you become friends and then I'm like what if you start become randomly start becoming in coming into the videos and like you start recording your videos like how how do you act for the camera and then how like if you continually keep acting that way how much does it start actually just being who you are
1: yeah I think like every person in their group kind of has a character role like each person has a personality and they've almost like created a character for themselves yeah and I don't know I I, I everything is always a heightened version of yourself you know and so they kind of have this heightened version of themselves character and I wonder if it's like I don't know I've never been around him when he's filming or been around him So, um, I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm about to film, you know, jump in character. And even if they don't realize that like they're acting, they're, you know, heightening it up a little bit. And
0: I would imagine it being kind of hard. Do you ever think about like having, doing something similar, like when you're sitting with your friends and you think of a bit and like, kind of, you know, be like, oh, like help me out with this.
1: Yeah. keep it small there's nights I can tell like um my friend like will be in the mood for it so I can like push it and be like okay let's do this like no we can do it funnier like let's and he like he loves it just as much as I do and to my two closest friends out here like we have fun with it and I make sure they're having fun but if there's ever like a moment that's funny sometimes I'll be like do you guys mind if I film this can we redo it and it'd be like so funny and if I can tell they're like yeah, that's fun to do it again and like to get to make people laugh with this bit we just came up with. That's great. But if it's like a moment where we're just like DNS, then I'll try to keep it just that. Yeah. Or I'll ask them for permission. And then, or if I make something, i like show them be like, are you guys okay if I post this? Like I make it very like clear, like you're my friend first.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like I've, I've tried to dabble into vlogging and I've tried to dabble into every little thing there. And I'm just like, I don't know where I'm going to do this. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. But. But good for I, you. I am scared to do anything
0: beyond what I'm doing. So. I mean, it's working for you. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I would. Yeah. Um, but with vlogging, I was uh, something. Because I, I, like I said, I used to live in New York. And so that was, I was like, yeah, like I live in New York. Like, eh, like I can just like. Who wouldn't like, want to see this? yeah who wouldn't want to see this glorious life I live like
1: mm-hmm.
0: paying a lot of money to live in a shoebox and have rats yeah. but like um I would like turn the camera on or like start recording something and I would realize people just like freeze change they yeah. change and they get so uncomfortable um to the point where I'm like y'all aren't funny but obviously I'm like okay I've just changed the vibe like we were hanging yeah. out and now something is completely different and I'm responsible but it's like this uncomfortable feeling like (laughs) I may
1: have caused this yeah yeah.
0: like the phone is just like something it's like another actor that's brought in but it's not just one it's like the endless possibility of all these people I guess yeah
1: and it's just like um I think that's why I don't mind doing bits with my friends because like they know this is gonna happen I'm gonna point the camera to you you're gonna look this way and then you do this and then we have fun doing it because it like was a moment in real life that we turned into like a scripted Mm -hmm. thing or it was like a thing where I'm like, okay, wouldn't this be a funny bit if like this, this, and this happened or like someone else will come up with it. And it's like, it feels like an organic way to make something that no one feels pressured to like have themselves turned on, you know? Yeah. But I think it is hard to like have a natural moment and then be like, okay, the camera's coming out, everyone act because you're thinking about it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Even, and I, I mean, I felt something with like recreating something. Maybe it's just like my own insecurity, but this idea that I don't know if it's like many people feel this or if it's like, I don't know, whatever. This idea that trying to make something for other people to like feels weird to me sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think that's a hard mindset to keep up. It's, I think it's easier to kind of be like, this was really funny to me and my friends. And I want to like put this out there. And if someone enjoys it, hell yeah. If not, sorry, my bad. Just yeah. waste the 10 seconds of your life.
0: Yeah, it just is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and I, I guess there's like this new um, and maybe it's like when we were growing up, this idea where like you wanna fit in, but trying to fit in isn't cool.
1: You wanna fit in, yeah. Um, people like read through it now, online. Like if someone is trying too hard, people like this person tries too hard. Like they, I'll get it sometimes. And I'm like, I cannot tell you how. Like it's just that people will be like, I feel like you're trying too hard now. You know, and it's always something that people feel.
0: But it's just so weird to, that that's why I think it's just odd. Like when people like you're trying too hard, I'm like, people are trying hard. That is, oh what you're yeah, for, right. Like you're not just like nonchalantly trying to like created this huge following whatever you know what I mean like you're you have to be yeah. trying hard like that's part of it if you start being lazy people also aren't going to follow you
1: yeah in the beginning I like played so hard into like I don't know I'm just like small town girl I just made this Instagram and I'm blowing up like it's really just like life chose me I didn't choose a life like yeah. I didn't work hard at this and now I'm like no you work hard at this and it never turns off it's a 24-7 it's always in your brain you're yeah. really thinking about it yeah it's, it's hard work yeah it's a different it, kind of hard work it's it's there are jobs a lot harder than what we're doing it's just it's a different kind of like um I don't know it's a different push
0: yeah I mean just even the fact that it doesn't turn off that it's a 24-hour job is like really different than any sort of traditional job yeah at all you know you can leave and do whatever you want but with this it's kind of always on your mind
1: yeah and I'm always like Oh God! Like I think there when well, b- before I took that ten day break, I don't think I didn't post on my story for three years, and like every day, I mean every day. And there was a stretch there for a year where I was like, I have to make new material for my story every single day because I like that was really where I was like committed to comedy, and I was like, I'm going to pursue comedy. I need to learn my voice. I need to learn how to get better. And my favorite place to do that is like all my stories where I get to play with comedy, try different bits and like get such immediate feedback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like 50,000 people see it and they respond, you know? And like, where else can you get that kind of like yeah, interaction? That market you know? research. Yeah, like, and there's people aren't liking it. I'm like, okay, people don't like when I go this direction, let's try it this way. Like, it's so much fun to me to play around on there. And I did it for a year and like, it got to the point where like every, I would go to bed and be like, I I felt so exhausted and I was like what happens if I wake up tomorrow and I truly have reached that like I truly cannot think of anything else like and I would go to bed and I like wake up and like please just give me a good idea like I need something like it was the only thing that I was like thinking about and was like trying to pull from and I like look back at that stories and I'm like oh this is bad like I look at it and I'm like I don't know why the hell I even thought this was good to post but like um it's just it's different it's it was good I needed that year and now I don't put as much pressure but um it can get crazy
0: so you when you mean like I look back at that and I'm like oh what was I thinking or not what was like oh that was bad you mean like the specific content or like the consistent posting and feedback was bad
1: um the feedback wasn't I do remember there was one day where I like knew (laughs) was the dumbest story and someone was like and I was like are you okay like you don't seem okay and I was like looking back I'm like no I was not okay <laughs> I was going insane um the comedy was bad the feedback wasn't terrible I think people are really kind and they're happy to go along with the ride and I think at this point they like no one knows what to expect but they know like not to expect anything so they're happy for they're I just have a really sweet following that's like there for the growth and all of it. So um, they're never, the feedback's really never too bad. And if I get like more than two or three comments about something I posted, I usually like, I'm like, okay, this is something I need to like really reflect on.
0: Okay, so. Um, I don't know if so, I asked that question. Yeah, so I, I feel like I, I, I need to uh, I clarify it a little bit. I, I guess I meant more like, when you said, oh, this is bad, do you mean like continually getting feedback, not necessarily that the feedback is bad, but like oh. continually getting feedback so quickly is is bad and wasn't good for you, or that like just certain things you posted, you were like, oh yeah, that was bad. Like I know that's bad. I
1: what I posted bad. was bad. Okay. Um, I don't think I do wish I could. No, I love feedback. That's my favorite thing of the whole thing. So, um, no, I don't think I would ever look back at something, even if it's bad, it's good.
0: You know. Yeah, because you learn. Not from that it. all.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't believe like all
0: press is good press. I think that
1: you can always learn from
0: it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about empathy and okay. redemption. And I know this is a little bit of a swift a swift shift, but um, just kind of brought it up in my mind when you said that like, you have a sweet audience and kind of like there for the growth and like, you know, I guess... That makes me think a little bit more empathetic like they're with you they're not just like you're making things just for us and like yeah. you're making things for yourself and for yourself to grow um so where do you think empathy kind of lies in the digital world in the online world
1: I think it lies with like the audience you create um I think like because hopefully I like think I'm a very understanding person and I like Really love people, and so I hope that like through my comedy, um, that's like understood, or I hope to God that's like portrayed. And I think like it's kind of like the person you are, the kind of people you attract in real life. Mm -hmm. I think the same goes online. Like if I were a judgy person, I'd probably create an audience that's pretty judgy. And so, um, I hope that like my audience is like me, and I really do believe that they are just from my experience with them. TikTok is a little different, but on Instagram, I really do like just have like when someone comes up to me, like as much as it isn't myself, like I do have a heart for them because I'm like, you guys, I don't know, like we're both trying to find something funny to laugh at. I'm going way off of your question, but I just think it's like you
0: attract the audience that you are and the stuff you put out. Okay. Yeah. So different yeah different take on empathy but it's like that is kind of empathy like people getting um well I
1: think I think if I wasn't like my empathy is only gonna be my empathy with my audience is only gonna be as much as I put out yeah you know so I'm not sure I'm understanding the word empathy right <laughs> um okay wait can you ask this question again without the word empathy? hang on yeah <laughs> we'll redo it <laughs> the ability to understand and share feelings of another okay yes i really i think it's like i if you get what you put out that's my final answer I, and i think okay. the empathy of your audience is only as strong as the empathy that you've shown and given them
0: yeah okay yeah totally so it kind of reverberates back to you um what you put out is kind of the audience. yeah unless you you're getting. at like a
1: charlie d'amelio level tiktok is a little different like my
0: audience grew very quick
1: um it's more virality you're not like you're just seeing people that you don't even know so like sometimes my audience is a little bit different on there than like what I'm used to on Instagram but um I think I've gotten to like grow with my audience on Instagram so there's more
0: empathy there okay and so you I first discovered your account on TikTok but did you start on TikTok or did you start on Instagram
1: no I've been on Instagram for like four years um TikTok only like since quarantine so, and a lot of the material on TikTok is really just things I've posted on Instagram over the past four years. And I just put it on oh, TikTok. Forget okay. about it. I go back on and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even realize I did so well.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. So with your Instagram the past four years, have you, it's always been, um, what do you got like a professional Instagram?
1: Like it never was a personal one. Yeah. Yeah. I started it for the create the character average fashion blogger. And it really was rooted in like making fun of fashion bloggers. I like made it to make fun of myself with my outfits and pretend to be a fashion blogger. And it's like definitely grown since then into something else, but that was like the root of it.
0: Okay. So I, let's talk about the average fashion blogger title and just like the specific type of content you make. Um, so like you said, you're, you're, you're doing it to make fun of fashion bloggers. You know, there's some videos where you like, you do a smoky eye look with literally like ash from a cigarette um and like the outfit of the days that you're talking about the same outfit every single day that kind of corona vibe that you um that you had in some of your videos why is it specifically this these types of content creators or this category that you like to poke fun at or that you decided to um kind of parody
1: um it's I it started really that I was like just making fun of myself and my outfits and then once I had created more videos in an audience I like realized I was like oh I didn't realize like so many people because I never really was like affected by bloggers or like compared myself to them just because I just never I'm like that's so stupid but um and then when I started making it getting feedback and like people DMing me being like I can't believe like like you're such a breath of fresh air against all these people I'm like oh I didn't realize people were actually like doing this I didn't know people needed that like a place to laugh about it with and so then it kind of like really dove into making fun of just like the stereotypical blogger and then I think then it's just kind of been like a place where people can like laugh at themselves laugh at life and like find the funny and everything and I think it's really straight away from just like fashion blogging stuff
0: yeah so is there like I mean I feel like the main the main two sectors are like fashion and beauty that you sort of um that you parody that are you know majority female industries is that Mm -hmm. something that you think of as well like they're I don't know like your relationship with these females in these industries or is it more the industries and not really the creators that you're kind of parodying I think
1: it's more of just like because I mean, every person doesn't feel like they fit in in, like, any of those, like, high-end categories or anything, so it's just kind of, like, diving more into, like, those honest feelings. I don't think it's necessarily, like, making fun of, um, it's more just, like, showing the reality of, like, the way we feel and, like, the relatability in that. Okay. And I don't, I'm, I wouldn't say my intention is to ever, like, really make fun of a person or an industry. It's really just to be like, at the end of the day, we actually feel this way about it. And I think we all know that.
0: Okay. Yeah. So just sort of showing the flip side of like the, yeah. the actual person watching, not just like this 5% that kind of makes up the tier of these industries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. And I think that's, um, that's definitely something that people can kind of rally behind this sort of, even like in the title, the average fashion blogger, like the average person. Mm-hmm. um is that like I don't know do you is that like kind of your like if you champ if you had to champion something if you had to champion a group of people or like a mantra like is that kind of what you would go for or is there a little bit different what do you mean by that like um so how you're how you're presenting maybe the average person's idea or like the average fashion blogger the average person that do when they see these videos of fashion bloggers or beauty bloggers or whatever it may be um i guess like what's your message like what what is oh.
1: um probably just like really we're just trying to laugh like life is like i think really right did the day we just we just need to laugh and like life feels serious but it really isn't that serious so I think that would be like the main thing I'm trying to get across and like everything's laughable even like moments that I didn't think I could laugh at like something will go off in my head and be like oh fuck that would be funny and then I'll make it and I'll be like oh that was crazy I didn't know I could laugh at this situation you know Mm -hmm. and it like helps me find the funny and things
0: yeah okay cool and so like Make, yeah, making fun, not necessarily making fun, but finding light the funny situations. End. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, okay, cool. So what do you think the, um, what do you think people value now? I, what do you think people value now? Like, I think they value talent i hope um
1: (laughs) like being really perfect Oh no kidding um i think they value like a good heart and they value feeling like they could be your friend or like um they value laughing i don't know
0: i know it's kind of a odd question no
1: you're fine you're fine i um Probably just, like, good people they can get behind. That's what I value. Like, I value someone that I can, like, really be watch them and be, like, proud of them and excited for them and happy for them and
0: um, watch this stuff and be, like, I know that they care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the – not necessarily just the personality, but the actual, like, core of a person.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Because, like, you can be, I guess, like, not – very ethical or moral person, but have like a good personality. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think. Yeah, there are some people I follow that like are funny, but I don't really enjoy who they are as a person. And like, I'll like laugh at their stuff, but sometimes I, mm, sometimes like I'll watch the content and be like, it's just not that funny because I don't really like them as a person.
0: Okay, yeah. Mm Yeah, I mean, and so, like, I'm
1: sure people do that to me too, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes depending on the content, especially, I mean, even with social media, I think especially with social media, it's hard to separate those two sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or at least for the viewer to see or to understand it as such. Um, okay. Um, so like, on that vein of, I guess, like ethical or moral people I don't you said like a good person so I don't know or like a good heart I don't know if moral ethical is becoming a little bit too like intense with that definition yeah. but I think the first thing reminds me of the kind of going along with cancel culture but like redemption like this idea of redemption and like can someone that does something negative or does something bad be redeemed like do people and I, I'm I'm talking more specifically just in these digital online spaces, right? Um, do people because people don't fully know these people, even how much they think that they may, and someone does something negative, I you know you've seen people just turn on yeah. on these uh, on these influencers on these um, social media influencers, but do you think that like I don't know like where do you think redemption like how redemption works in these in these online communities has oh, this, I feel like these online users are so young as well. So, yeah. 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 Um, I think, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't
1: know. I, I think I, it's so scary. And I think, um, I hope that cancel culture can move to a place of like, encouraging people to learn and grow and more like an educated education culture I guess yeah and um if they can prove that they have like learned I mean I made a video a few years ago and it was out of line and I was called out for something that I should have been called out for that I didn't know I was doing wrong and it like took a hit and I you know really was like put in my place And it was, like, very hard, but it is, like, I am so grateful and thankful that it happened in every aspect, um, because I think what I learned from it is so much, is so, like, I'm so happy that I learned everything I did, um, and so I think there is so much good to happen with, you know, calling people, not, calling people out in a, in the right way, you know, and helping someone and being, like, this is what you should do instead, and, um, but I think I think obviously cancel culture is terrible. And I redemption is really fucking hard and really scary. And I don't think you should never come back the same because you are supposed to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I think
0: it just depends on the person and what it is and the situational. I think, yeah, I think Also, I feel like sometimes with people with um, like these big platforms, the idea that in order to get redemption is to, I don't know, sometimes it's to apologize, but often it, like you just have to, a lot of the time explain yourself and maybe for things that people people cancel you for something that you didn't do wrong, but people understand it as such. Like the first thing that comes to mind is like the, the James Charles situation That was this whole, do you remember that? It was like uh, maybe two or three years ago? With Tati. Yeah, with Tati and like, um, where, you know, the whole thing that happened online and then people just like, he lost like millions of followers. Like I think like two or three million followers. And then the only way for him to get redemption was to air out everything. And for him to have to defend- He had
1: to make like an hour long video of being like, this is the whole story. I think the fact that people gave him that much time is insane. I think I'm glad that he got a place, a chance to be like, this is the true story. Yeah. And I think it's really rare for people to have that much time to be like, listen to me, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I- I'm happy that he had that many people invested in it to listen to his story.
0: Yeah. That's actually, that's a really great point. Cause it's p- people write you off. It doesn't seem often that they like want to go back and hear your, your side.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think
1: mean, that's yeah. a rare situation. Like, I mean, people wrote him off so fast and then people were willing to listen to what he had to say. and Thank God. Cause he was right. But that, like that's rare
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that is i mean not just thinking how you're saying like the time invested i mean i spent i watched every single one of those videos the oh, first one yeah. the second one the we first would, one yeah
1: yeah you'd like wait until nighttime until like everyone could be there and you'd all watch it together and be like oh oh my god yeah it was yeah. entertainment but yeah holy shit I, he was fighting for his life and like we i'm so glad people like we watched it you know
0: yeah and i'm, I'm glad fighting that- for your career. Yeah. And yeah. And it that's something that's really crazy too with like this, with redemption where it's like, I don't know, like if you have another job and you get fired from a firm, maybe you do something like unethical or like even like emotionally charged and it like, you right. know, what I mean. it comes off the wrong way. It's inappropriate, whatever. Fine. You go, you leave, maybe you move. If it's really bad, you work somewhere else. But yeah. like in this industry, in the social media industry, it's like, it is game over. Yeah. It's done. Like you have to work you have to like do something completely different and likely everyone will know who you are anyways yeah um yeah which I think is just insane like that's what I think is makes me nervous about redemption is that I don't know how I would like to think it's possible I I think just as a life thing I don't think if like what's it all for if you can't be redempt you know like it's just difficult and for me as both someone that does things wrong and have had that as a normal person that does things wrong and have had things done wrongly to them redemption yeah. is solace on both ends um but i i don't know it seems hard to have to continually maybe not continually but like have to defend yourself all the time for every little thing that happens like when this whole you know with black lives matter um really like kickstarted started a few months ago after uh, George Floyd's death and it seemed like it like you know obviously like all the protests and things that were you know really good and like kind of unified Mm -hmm. a lot of people but these it also came with like this attack on creators and social media personalities and people digging through everything to be like you don't support this or you're not this person because you know you said this thing or this thing um and led to like this real like like plethora of apologies in order for people you know um, yeah yeah I don't know what are your thoughts on that
1: my thoughts on it are I think it's important to stand up for what's right um I don't think it's I don't expect anyone doing it to be perfect at it and I don't and I think that's where things get blurred yeah Um, I think that was a moment where everyone was learning and um if you like learned that you had done something wrong in the past, mm-hmm. huh? I want to make sure I'm like wording this right because it's brave yeah. even just like talking about it. But um, I think it, it was it was a little weird because it like out of nowhere there I saw people like feeling pressure to be this activist and they were like I'm not an activist like I don't know how to talk about this stuff. And, um, and I, that was something that I was learning too, was like, where are, where are my, how do I wanna go about this topic? Like to me, it's important to tell people, these are really cool things that I learned and these are important things that I learned. And to share that I do have like um, on Instagram, I started in Oklahoma when I lived there. A lot of my followers are white and I was like, it is so important for me that I put the stuff that I'm learning to my audience because I don't know if they're following other people that are putting this information in their head. So to me, I felt some form of um, responsibility where I was like, I'm getting to learn all this stuff and it it would be wrong of me to not share it. So that's the way I saw it. Um, and I mean, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way. I just knew like that was the way I felt responsible. But I don't know how other people felt about it. I think it was people had, it was almost like when um, the Me Too movement went around and then all these men had their tail between their legs and then all these people that had done something wrong in the past, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would imagine it yeah I don't know I I got um a big like slap from that video and that was really where I like realized the weight of like my stuff and like by not being educated I could really hurt someone and so that's kind of where my journey began
0: but um yeah yeah I don't know yeah I um it's yeah I think uh, Comparing it to the Me Too movement too, where it's like I think th- there was so much of like um, I don't know, like men suddenly having like feeling the need to defend themselves like prematurely sometimes, um, and I'm wondering if you know similar how you're saying with these people that weren't activists felt like they need to be activists because of this platform that they I guess had or like these followers that they had, and I don't know, it makes me feel like people kind of like asking. For redemption or asking for like absolution before, before they can be proven wrong or before they can be charged as guilty,
1: yeah. um,
0: And I don't know, does that just come, like, with an audience, or I mean, does that come just with the, does that come only with an audience? Does um, that come when just like a social media age? Like I felt maybe you know some something similar where you didn't want to be proven wrong or bad, even if you didn't think that you were are
1: yeah I don't I don't know I think it um I would imagine from a viewer standpoint if I cared about someone and I saw that they weren't fighting for something that was so important is so important and vocalizing it I would be like I hope that person aligns with my values and so I think that was more of a like way to like make sure that your creators align with yourself Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah
1: um for me I was doing it because I felt a responsibility to like learn and grow and help my followers also learn and grow Mm -hmm. um I think that's what it came down to I don't it was so weird the whole it was like the first time I think everyone had to step up and um like speaking on a political no no, it wasn't political on an issue um it was the first time a lot of people were doing it and it was scary but i think it was like called for
0: you know yeah yeah i yeah i think it was a you know such a big civil rights issue both of these things um and like both of these movements and i think you're right it is it was like there's really rallying time for people especially like younger users or this is the first time you can actively take part of a movement at this scale.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think- Oh, it was so crazy seeing like all these young kids learning their voice so early. Like yeah. I'm 24 and, I'm, and I just now I'm getting comfortable with saying like, this is wrong, this is right. And I believe in this. And I want to tell someone why I believe in this to hopefully get someone else to see the right, see what I'm seeing you know Mm -hmm. and I mean some of these kids are 10 years old and they're like so comfortable and I mean I think it's so cool to see yeah it's a little bit sad that they're 10 years old and they're you know learning about that the world isn't great right um but it's cool to see them so young and like have learned how to be like vocal about something that they believe so strongly about.
0: Yeah, that's that's I I started I took like a all right, I guess I'm, I'm about to finish it, but I took a psych class. I'm in like a like just a psych 101 class and I'm an online course. And so majority of the the kids, you know, it's like a freshman course. So they're all like 18, they're like Gen Z. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so
1: interesting.
0: yeah. And so it was just interesting hearing their thoughts and their comments on things. And there were stuff that like It kind of goes both ways, but it was like, they would point out like, oh, like, I don't know, like that's kind of whack that like this, this, and this, or like, why didn't they, just like pointing out like issues of race and ableism and sex and like sexual orientation and like gender and all these sort of big topics that like, I feel like I didn't really understand how they interplayed with anything until I was in college and I like studied it. Um, And they just kind of, that was just like the world that they wanted and expected and like, yeah. Would critique if it wasn't that way um yeah. which is really cool and like to see this like generate these generational values um yeah. but it also can come to a fault where you think everything is black and white and like that's something that I feel like continually no matter how old you grow you you want things to fit in to black or white to right or wrong to yes or no and yeah. it's just not that way. That's just not how life is. Um, and as you get older, you realize that more, but when you're at such a young age, that's not what you think, or even think that there is this middle ground. And maybe it's different, like how you're saying, like they, maybe they've gotten older, they've matured a lot more because of this, um, their access to internet and social networks. So that there, that's something that I kind of get nervous about. I'm like, I don't want them to be like, that's racist or like that's sexist or like that's this, or that's this without really Mm -hmm. like knowing that things can be in between and that things aren't always as they seem. And there's like so much more to learn about these huge topics that you can't just like label something as one thing without, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Courtney, for being here and sharing your insights and letting us know about your world. Ah, loved it. Thank you. Yes. And um, to everyone listening, uh, thanks for joining us. And Courtney, I would love for you to just have the last word whatever you want to say to our listeners um wait what was that last word? <laughs> I <was reading> it. <laughs> Um you can say whatever you would like uh I'd love for you to have the last word so anything you want to leave with the listeners yeah okay
1: um thank you so much for listening to this um and then I guess just know that social media isn't real life and put your worth in like the person that you are in real life um, and that none of that shit, online shit does not matter. It's all for fun. So
0: awesome. love you. Yeah. Thanks everyone. <laughs> Stay safe.